Hey, 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 everybody. It's Kyle here, your CTO with Life in the Fast Lane here on a Wednesday afternoon. At least our time. I, don't, our time. I can't remember when it's going to drop off the top of my head. I think it's going to be a Wednesday episode. Cool. So that kind of coincides. Well, How ha- you doing today, ha- Nick? Happy 2024, right? I know, dude. It's... It's like right here. I know it's for us. It's, it's close. Right By the time this airs, it'll be yeah. a couple weeks in. But um, I'm I'm amazing. My ankle hurts today. I was running playing laser tag with their new like toys. Oh, that's in fun. the yard and just all. Did the, you get that pothole? I take my knees out in. No, but I was running around it and I was like, I know it's, it's going to be close. It's right here. So on my property, there's this one spot and. <laughs> Anytime the mower dips a tire into it, it just like wipes us out. It, and I've got to, I'll fill it this year. And it just, throws me too because it's yeah. it's your sixty one, so it just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's two holes. There's one over by the well. Yeah. There's that one I got to fix, and then there's one back by that fence back there. The fence is the worst one. Fence, it's horrible. The one by the well isn't too bad. You just got to know, like sometimes you can get it where the the line goes right under the mower, so mm-hmm. it doesn't hit the wheel. Mm-hmm. But if you hit it just right, it, it, it gets yeah. you. It'll get you. But no, everything's good. Our. Um, like I said, this this will drop you know deep into in January, but our Christmas was great. Um, stayed home. Kids actually weren't sick, uh, which has been That's good. I have been dealing with sickness for going on three months, and it's coming back again. I, last night they're they're trying to get it again. Anyway, it's been good. Uh, I went to California not too long ago. That was a fun trip. I hope to go back soon. Um, I've got dude, stuff. We have, for our time should be uh, coming out tomorrow. What is it? The BOL that. F- for picking everything up so i had to change it uh, <laughs> so i'm not going to mention names but this this person is going through uh he's going through hell and back and um i think some of it's self-induced i think some of it's not um i think i think somebody's somebody doesn't want to pay a bill and i think somebody else has made a couple mistakes and it's it's this very ugly situation he's dealing with mm-hmm. and i'm trying not to name any names I'm trying to be very anonymous here and very you know polite um but uh, it sounds to me that I think it'll get rectified. And I had told him originally when I'd sent this BOL to get this, this stuff picked up, I said, look, I can wait till like the third or fourth. And he goes, no, 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 28th, 29th is fine. So I set up for 28th. He says, cool. And then after all this kind of S storm went down literally on Christmas Day, which is just ignorant by somebody, <laughs> like that's inhumane. Um, let the poor man have his Christmas with his kids. Like at the end of the day, we're all just, you know, we're, we're I'm going to speak for men because – we, I'm a man. You're a man. The guy I'm talking about's a man. Us men, all we're trying to do is provide a really nice Christmas for our families. Like exactly, like th- that's all we're trying to do is give our kids everything we got. And, and and his legacy is for his kids. My legacy is for my kids and their kids. I'm trying to make generational, not just money, but just like when you die, you know, what is your headstone going to say? Is it going to say, you know, um, CEO of Dawson Manufacturing? Probably not. I had a very good conversation with a friend of mine this weekend about that. It, yeah. it was one of the things like we do these video um, chats back and forth just because it's easier and we can get a lot more information in the video chat than just typing it. Mm-hmm. And um, the one thing I was telling him, I was like, I had that course correction in the middle of the year. And I, that was the one thing that kind of came to my, my mind is, is like, I don't want my bank balance on my headstone. I want how I treated my family on my headstone. Sure. And, but in, in, in order to treat your family the way you want to, you've got to create the lifestyle necessary to then create the time to be there. Yes. And that's what I'm after, is I'm after building this business to the point where we're all so well-funded, we're so well-balanced, we're so well-taken care of that we can properly offer our teammates off you know, for more time than not. Like um, I gave everybody off extra time 
right before Christmas, even though I don't have I was to do very that. very appreciative of that. You know, and it just takes that pressure off. And then anytime you guys come back to me and you want more, I can go, dude, I've given you this time, this time, this time, this time, this time. Like the end of this week, George wants to do a like a two-hour uh, eggnog. <laughs> Seven-year-old dude. Two, he wants dude, to do, eggnog count me in. No, so it's even better. So he's like, I have a, a handle of Fireball. Oh, crap. And he's got uh, a half a gallon or a gallon of, of like, organic, raw, like, Amish um, eggnog. Chloe's going to have to drop me off and pick me up. <laughs> I, it, dude, I'm serious. Eggnog is a weakness of mine. I like I it. It's love good. eggnog. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Um, but, we're you know, this Friday we're going to sit down and have, like, an hour or two of just – it's going to be a recap of 2023 internally here for us, not a party or anything. And um, – we're gonna just go a, hey, over. good job. Well, yeah, just the Let's accomplishments. Let's get into this year. Yeah, so we, would we, like, okay, we all know we worked really hard. We all know we made some mistakes. We all know we made some ground. Well, what officially did we make? Not just money. Yeah. Like, how many mulch mates did go out the door? 200, 300, 400? What, what was the number? I couldn't. That's a Sam question. Well, it's a Craig question. Sa- Sam doesn't even know, actually. So, Craig's going to get all the numbers together for 22 and 23, and we're just going to compare and just have fun with it, and it's going to be a cool recap. And, th- th- again, going back to the headstone, it's a very, um, it's very important to understand that, you know, this too shall pass. Whatever it is you're going through, yeah. you've, you've been through it, right? Huh. It seems like you're calmed down. I'm uh, definitely a lot calmer. There's a couple of things that are still kind of, not necessarily creeping up, but it's just past mistakes that I just have to fix. That it, it's nothing major or anything bad. It's just a matter of, it's to settle my anxiety. Sure. If that makes sense. Sure. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's. It's everything through a storm. That's every year. That, so as humans, we we're basically just problem solvers. Yeah, really is what we're doing, especially in business. But like at home, like I'm I'm personally I'm canceling all my health insurance, and I'm going to HSA, a health savings account. Yeah, because I spend eighteen hundred dollars a month in in health insurance. It's bananas. It's and I, I, get, I need to look into that because Chloe and I need to set something up. But well, we're you better also, hurry up because the window is going to shut yeah, fast. So anyway, it's all a matter of you know living your life and enjoying your life while accomplishing, growing, healing, growing, fixing, dealing with things as they come to you. Right? Yeah. So with that said, today's episode is going to be all about it's what? sponsored by yeah, sponsored <laughs> by Dawson Manufacturing. Well, actually, before we get into that, really quick, I wanted to offer an idea, or at least something that I'd like to at least mention, but something I want to say during Fridays, maybe. I know one thing I definitely want to just kind of come forward on is be like, look, like I know I had that section of time where I messed up. I want to just, you know, say, hey, my bad, like a blanket thing, and just say, look, I'm trying to get better. Please let me know how it looks or if it's getting better to everybody else's liking and at least throw out a compliment to everybody. Like Justin's number one is his attitude change and everything else like that in the beginning of the year has taken him leaps and bounds for this year. You know, Sam at Equip was the best. I have seen Sam operate as a leader, which I freaking love. Gavin's welds are getting pretty damn good too. He's missing less. Yeah, he's well. He's missing less, and it also, when I look at the weld, it you ever like look at a weld and you're like, that has pretty good penetration. You could just you can tell yeah, you can feel it like it's just it's got a stoutness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just want to go through and just kind of like point out to everybody myself personally, and just say, like, hey, good job. I noticed this. I love it. Keep it up. Well, it's it's it. Everything each of us do touches the other one somehow, some way. Like just simply keeping the shop clean. Yeah, is a better better place for all of us. And that's and that's gotten better for sure. 
but it still needs to get better. Yeah. Like, I was out, Gavin's installing a Ultimate right now, and there was just, like, a, a Sharpie laying on the ground. I'm like, dude, pick up your shit off the floor. Yeah, I, like, I think I noticed that this morning. Yeah, I was like, dude, pick that up. And he, and he looks at me, and I'm like, no, I'm serious. It's very important that you don't, you know, you leave a nice area for all your people. I just sold another Ultimate. Cool. Mm-mm. Man, it has, we have been selling, like, wildfire here That's recently. Good, it's really, really good to end the year. So, anyway, um, I like what you're going to do. I like I like that approach because I plan on doing something very similar. Um, but with that said, what are we doing? We're talking about this today in this podcast. Oh, my least favorite enemy. Or Yeah. Least, is that right? Yeah. Le- yep. Least, yeah. Least yep. favorite enemy. Shiny things. Shiny syndrome. Yeah. So. Do you want me to go first, or you want to go first on what the, what you kind of give, felt? To give it? Give me like a two minute deal. Don't don't drag it out too far. Certainly. So, I okay. I enjoyed getting new shit and saying that was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, number one started off with the dump truck, the thirty five hundred. Um, that was sixty seven out the door, roughly plus a plow. <sighs> Back then, now that'd be probably be a hell of a price. Now. Yeah, it'd be like eighty-seven, ninety-seven plus. <laughs> yeah. um, but I ended up getting that. That was a twenty nineteen. I got it in twenty twenty. It was just like one of those roll off or just kind of left on the lot kind of deals. Um, and then I ended up, I think the year after I bought it, I was starting to try to grow and have an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, got very complacent. But yet, also at the same time, got another truck so that he could run around and do stuff. We had a ramp rack so that he could go out and mow, and I wasn't prioritizing my time in order to do so. Mm-hmm. So I just kept buying stuff and buying stuff, and it 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 royally kicked me in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and I'm still facing the repercussions, but that's because of the downsides of the company. So I wasn't able to influx the money to that. I needed to focus on the family and just take time to pay off those things that I bought. Because one, I had the ability to, and two, it's my family right now comes first, especially with how small an infant it is, I should say, mm-hmm. you know, because Maylin's only eight months old. So those were definitely the things that I know got me. And oh, oh and also we got a um, another mower in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So that figure in a three year span, that's over hundred plus thousand dollars. When I was probably just bringing in one hundred twenty that first year by myself. And then the next year, that's we pre-tax. only yeah pre-tax. And then we went to I think 150 with Zach and I. So I I got very complacent. Mm-hmm. I didn't try pushing harder. I didn't try doing more. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just I didn't find the right balance. So those were definitely the things. If you want to go shiny syndrome, those were the things that got me. I, I focused agree. on oh cool what is the, um, who was it? It was Corey Ballard with the ego. Mm-hmm. Um, I was too focused on trying to impress others than trying to impress myself with where I could allocate that money. I always told myself, oh, I can't get the semi-used truck because it has too many miles on it and I don't want to have too much downtime. Like that, Those were the things that were going through my head as to why I bought the truck that I bought versus now I'm like, man, I should have just bought like a 2008, you know, 3,500 with a dump bed or even a dump insert and I would have made so much more money because I wouldn't have had to pay. It was a nine ninety four payment on that truck a month. Mm-hmm. That was stupid. Who told then, you not to do that? Uh, I wonder. <laughs> Some idiot next to me. Big, big, big monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Some big asshole. Anyway, um, no, I I did that, and then the truck was another ten thousand. Ramp racks another four thousand. I got another mower for another six. So I I, I was stupid. Digging a big I enjoyed. Hole. I enjoyed the spending the money. I got a dopamine rush. That was the problem. Yep. So, trying to step back 
shiny syndrome is finding those things that I guess you could say inflate your ego mm-hmm. and make you feel good for a part of time. Now, Granny could probably say the truck that I have now is partially shiny syndrome, but yeah. I think it fits more of what I'm trying to do with my life and the things that I want that truck to be allocated for mm-hmm. versus, oh yeah, I want this because it's a big truck. It's a diesel. It's a dually dump truck. Like I, I don't care about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, cool. It's cool. Like I would love to have a Peterbilt for no stupid reason. Yeah, if you have the money, just sitting around. Exactly. I sure. would love to. Sure. You know, but I don't need it. Nope. Sometimes it's better to want than to have. Yes. And that's what a lot of people don't understand is that wanting something a lot of times is better. Yeah. For sure. Um. Well said. By the way, you kept it within literally two three, two, three minutes. That was pretty good. Proud of you. You did good. I'm working on it. You did. So it's been a lot of books that I've been studying and podcasts. <laughs> yeah. I've been down a podcast rabbit hole. Have you? Just I'm studying how to like I don't know if you've noticed, but when we were doing the podcast with Seth Jones, mm-hmm. I stared out the window a lot. Mm-hmm. But the reason I did that is because I'm trying to focus on something he says and then find a way to tie it back into the conversation mm-hmm. to get a little deeper and then to get a little deeper and then attack it at a different angle. Now, mm-hmm. granted, it's it's our, what, 20-some podcasts, 30-some podcasts in mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a professional, but I want to find ways to get better. I'm trying to think outside the box versus, you know, what are you doing, you know, daily thing? How do you operate your business? How do you do this? Versus like, okay, well, I noticed you said this. Why did you do it at this angle versus trying this? Because this is what I would have done. You're trying to break from break away from the matrix. Yeah. is what you're doing. Because like I, I remember after breaking my jaw, I was able to pull away from the matrix and start seeing things. Okay, Andrew Tate. It's serious. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I don't know. If, is that what he says? Oh, he brings up the Matrix all the time. Well, it's because it's a thing, and the, you're being brainwashed from the time you hit preschool. Even before that, it's this, it's this training on people becoming worker bees. And well, that's the thing I, I hate about college is that it, it makes you to be a nine to five mm-hmm. versus trying to think outside the box. Here's the here's your problem. Here's how, your solution. Yep. How do you how you get the solution, mm-hmm. and then solve for X. And sometimes you have to go through the matrix a little bit to then see it, get it, understand it, and get through it and get out of it, mm-hmm. right? And, I, and I've lived it. I'm not saying that I'm like some goddess or something. It's not the truth. But what, what is true is that I, what's easy for me is I'm able to – do you ever notice how like I just see things differently automatically? And you're learning how to do that now. Well, it, it takes me a little longer. Okay, so this was actually something I thought about when you had said – when I came into your office to drop off the tab mm-hmm. – um, it's not that it bothered me. It just more or less stuck with me for a second because I'm just thinking, yeah, I I walk to your office to drop that off. One, because the thing that's going through my mind is Chloe gets tired of cleaning them out of the washer because they get stuck in my pockets. Thanks, Chloe. So the first thing <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was, oh, Chloe would be pissed if I had that in there. Let me go throw this in there really quick because mm-hmm. I already had one from earlier, but it was just in my pocket. I was like, I'm already done everything in the booth for this batch that went through the oven. Mm-hmm. I cleaned everything up. I'm like, okay, well, I need to get my brain moving in order for me to think about the next step that I want to do. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go drop this off real quick, and then I'll figure out what I need to do next. Ah, I'll do the whiteboard. And that's what happened when I was on the way there. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's sometimes it takes me either movement or it takes me just a little extra time to figure it out, but I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I guess where, where I am in that situation, if I was living in your shoes doing what you do every single day, is that while I was powder coating 
or I was doing the podcast uploading or whatever, I'd be already thinking about that. So yeah. by the time I came out of the powder coating booth, the powder coating booth, I kind of drooled when I said that. <laughs> Not really drooled, but like my tongue went numb. <laughs> my tongue went my tongue went numb for a second. <laughs> I would I would have stepped out of that booth already knowing the next four steps. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't understand that it takes time to train your brain to do that. It also comes with experience and right. it, like it's it's consistency and time. So that's all it is. Yeah, it is. And and that's in by the time I open my mouth, I've thought of something 1,400 different ways of doing it. Yeah. So I, I hide a lot in my head, and I try to think about it when no one's around. And by the time I get it out of my my mouth, a lot of people have a lot of hard time keeping up. You want to know where I learned most of that from? Hmm. My dad. Yeah. Well, your dad and I are very, very similar. My dad came – so he's always said this saying, if then, what if now? Mm-hmm. And he constantly repeats that in his head because he's a computer programmer. He's always trying to figure out what that next step is, is if he puts this input, what's the output? What's the input? What's the output? Input, output. And he's changing all the inputs to change the outputs in order to get the correct output. Yep. So I I didn't necessarily pick that up until like I was 22. So it was three years ago. Um, and it again, it's one of those time and consistency, consistency things and figuring that out. Um, and then finally you get to a point where you're like aha and that's when you can start you know applying everything no exactly well it's um it's it's newton's third law right so it's uh law and action um basically for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction yeah right and so where i got it from is racing so when i'd line up on the grid say i'm third third is on the inside second row yeah just for for instance i would know I wouldn't just think of the two people in front of me, but then I've got somebody to my right. There's two cars behind him, me and that other person, and there's two more behind. That's the top eight. Yeah. That's really kind of the bubble I have to worry about. Because somebody can pop out of seventh, go past fifth, and then get to me at third, going down into turn one, first lap of the race. Yeah. And so I knew basically my competitors. I kind of had an idea. If I didn't know who they were, it was a massive, like, question mark of what is that person going to do? And was the... Was the top eight or top ten or top six or whatever where we inverted? So you pull a pill and they'll invert the top six or top eight or top ten. And so the guy that qualified tenth is far slower than I am. I know that, right? So, or what if I'm seventh and they invert and it puts me third? You know, yeah. I'm kind of the slow guy. Now I've got some fast guys behind me. I need to figure out how to stay ahead of them or not get run over or however that's going to work. Yeah. So I would go through like, you know, say at least I'm gonna try really hard not to exaggerate eight to 12 different scenarios going to that first corner because when everyone goes off in the corner it's we're getting everything we can get right in that moment at least that's how I thought and I felt like everyone else thought the same way I did so I would go into that corner and I'd be like okay out of these 10 scenarios I, the odds so I'm a big odds guy the odds are it's gonna it's either gonna be option a b or c it's yeah. only gonna be three of the 10 typically now I know the 10 and so when I go off in the corner to your dad's point input output input all right going down in the corner what am i going to come off the corner looking like and yeah. so I, by the time i got to the apex of the corner and started to come up off of turn two i would go from third to first typically almost every single time just yeah. because i knew i knew what everybody was going to do and a lot of times if i didn't come out first it's because the first two would tangle and they would just slow me up and i and it basically creates a wall now now i go to plan like D, E, or F, and I'm like, okay, am I about to get run over? Do I need to get out of the way so I can live to 
race another lap. Yeah, do I shoot to the outside versus going to the inside, pinch a corner, and right. then get my tail hit? Right, because somebody that's in, let's say, fifth or seventh, if the first two tangle and they don't wreck, but they really well up, those guys behind me can't see it. I can. So yeah. give them the room to then, I don't wreck, they don't wreck, and we all can continue to race. Mm-hmm. Where most of my competitors would just be super selfish and hug, hug that inner white line, and then they'd get wrecked, and they'd go, why do I always wreck? Well, because, dude, it's not just about what's in front of you. It's about what's behind you as well. What's going to nip you in the butt? Yeah. Right? And so that was me always playing those odds. Right? And so um, I'm not sure how we got off on that tangent of going from shiny syndrome to that. Because I went down the if, then, what, if, now scenario. Sure. Okay. It's just how to play the inputs and outputs from because of me coming into the office with the tab. Sure. So. Sure. So I'll give you my, for instance. Um your for instance or your shiny syndrome? My for instance of the shiny syndrome. Okay. So I'll give you an example that I saw this morning, and I just I rolled my eyes. And then I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of mine, and I'll get very vulnerable, and I'll tell you exactly where I screwed up and what I did to fix it. Because I did. I fixed it, and now I, I'm in very good control of it. And anything that's shiny that you see that I have now, it's typically because it's very much earned. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, dude, I'm almost 40. I'm very, I'm very much you know mature in this area. Um, so I got on Instagram this morning and I, I don't know who this person was. You and I were talking about this before the podcast and, um, this guy, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's a very young kid. When I say kid, I mean like 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Um, again, I, I could not even dig this up to, to show you again. Cause I have no clue who it is. Um, so I'm not, I'm, I'm going to pick on this person, but I'm not going to point them out. All I see is a really crappy junkie, um, uh, snow shovel and he's like pushing like a half an inch of snow off of walkways good for you you're out there you know hustling making doing money something, yeah. doing something um i would have used a backpack blower for Speaking me but of, i need to get a new snow shovel I'm well there's re- the, there's really good ones that like i have that are just fantastic they're yellow handle with the white uhmw that's what i'm gonna get those are those are so much better than this guy's that he has in this video there's one in the video i could go to giant food you know, or any grocery store and buy this I shovel. Hate the, I used to always spray Pam on them or something just to get the yes. stuff to slide off because they're dumb. They're wedged down. Yeah, it's terrible. So whenever you pick the snow up and mm-hmm. you try to get it off, it wedges down and then it creates a funnel and it won't come off. Right. So it drives me nuts. Yeah, it's awful. And so this person has got this shovel and then it's two video clips on the stories of, of this, you know, pushing the snow and all that. And then... The third story, which was there was only three on his on his thing, I believe, he's got a picture of his brand spanking new F two fifty F three fifty Super Duty, like the yeah. brand new buy style. They just came out with it. I mean, I haven't seen but maybe a handful of these trucks on the road. It's, the other snow shovels that pissed me off, the dumb ones with the wheels behind yeah, them. Yeah, I can't stand those. So, here's my point to all this. Think about it, guys. This this is where we're gonna, we're going to get into this whole shiny syndrome here in this podcast. I'm going to do some numbers for you. And I want you to wake up a bit and, and stop buying shiny stuff. Yeah, and the reason we're talking about it is, one, we went through it, and two is, yeah, the things are cool, the things are nice, it's fun to show off, and yeah, like, you'll get your buddies to go, oh, yeah, cool, dude, you're rad. But, like, at the same time, is it is that what's worth it? Right, we're going to get into that. We're gonna yeah, get, is we're, fun more fun than fun? Or, sorry, is fun more fun win, than winning? Win, winning is more fun than fun is fun. Yeah, I, could, I was trying to say, is okay. fun more fun than winning? Then right. say that. Mm-hmm. But Backwards. then, yeah, dyslexia. That's okay. Yeah, just we got we'll it. leave it there. It's cool. We fixed it. Um, but uh, you got to keep in mind, this dude probably paid pff, today. Now interest rates, all that. Uh, 
$65,000 for this truck. It is brand spanking at, at new. At least. Now, I hate the body style. I think it's ugly as sin. I kind of like them. But it's a, new, it's a nice new truck, right? So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, it clearly wasn't the base model. It had chrome on it. It was shiny. It was pretty. And you think about it. This cat is very young. He's not even 20 years old because uh, it said it said it on his profile because I looked because I as soon as I saw it I thought of this I was like oh my god here we go again <laughs> damn it Kyle <laughs> here we go so it, think about this if that young man would have just simply went out and bought a used truck for half the price right he still could have got that job done mm-hmm. right and the money that he would have saved to not buy that truck he could have poured that into advertising Kyle yeah and he could have spent $30,000 oh he just took a big breath marketing yeah we're gonna do it for this year for okay. me because we had a change in mindset and life and all that fun okay stuff. there you go so he could have took that extra thirty thousand dollars ish that he he spent on this brand new shiny truck because he feels so good it makes him feel so happy blah 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 he could have poured it into marketing and then he could have gotten more contracts he could have gotten made more money and when the thing went full circle that new truck that basically just takes him a to b Instead of having that, whatever, $900,000 payment every single month, and for what? For what? So you can go get in your truck and you go, oh, look at me. Look at my friends. Look, my friends think I'm cool. Hey, man, nice truck on Instagram and getting all the DMs. What the fuck does that matter? I honestly, right now, if okay, if I were to go back through school and everything, I would have been so much more content with a second-gen Ram yeah. arriving to school than I would with a brand-new one. Uh, I agree with you. You know what I went to school in? Because, see, I'm very see smart. Mustang? No. No? No. 87 Dodge D50. Hell yeah. 600 bucks. Hell yeah. I paid for it. Parents didn't pay for it. I paid the insurance. Look it up. It was blue. That's what I'm doing right now. It was blue. Regular cab. Piece of junk. Two, two-wheel drive. Throttle stuck wide open on Ritchie Highway over <laughs> by uh, Severn Lawn and Power by the by the college. I've, yeah, been there. So I, I pull away from the light right there at the college, uh, in Ronald County Community College, and the son of a bitch just locked full throttle, and I had to slide it into oh, a parking like space. A, it was the predecessor to the Dakota. Yes, so it was built by Mitsubishi. Yeah. So I paid 600 bucks for that piece of junk, and I got it going down the road, and that's what I went to high school in. Zach used to have one. He blew the back window out. <laughs> he was in the shop, and he had a lug nut, and went like a throw it in the back of the bed, went right through the back window. Uh, we're like, you idiot. Yeah, so when when it came to me, here, here's here's where I went wrong, and, and I was very right, really. I, I was very grounded when it came to this conversation, but I still fought it, and I still fight it today. So Dodge D50, piece of junk. Second car after that I bought was a 64F Mustang. I paid 800 bucks for it. Yeah. It was wrecked, both ends, front and back, rotted all to hell, pulled it out of the mud. It was junk. It was junk. I'm going to bring in Damage. my I'm going to bring in my photo album of it tomorrow. I'm going to show it to you. I think everybody in here would be like, "Wow. Nick really did pour his heart into it cuz none of y'all understand it." Yeah. None of you know. Um I mean, I literally cut the car in not in half, but like I cut the front clip, rear clip off, quarter panels, literally the only thing that was left was the rocker panel, the inners of the quarters, and then the inner structure in the roof. Mm. Even the dash I cut out of the car. So it's pretty close to the Audi right now. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I put that together. So I did all that at 15 years old. So Now you're just doing it with a $200,000 car. Yeah, I am. Boys' toys change. The boy never changes. Yeah. <laughs> So he likes his sandbox. His toys just get bigger. That's right. That's exactly what it is. So 
I, I, I had the Dodge D50, got 64 and a half Mustang. It took me three years to restore it. I paid cash for every single part, never went into debt for that thing. It took me three years to restore it. In the middle of all that, I think I turned 17 or 18, and I had earned up enough money to buy a eh, – it, it, was, it was an F250. It was, an, it was a 97 F250, but it had a 97 F150 body. Yeah, it was weird, dude. Uh, was it was it a light duty? No, it wasn't a light. It was a bad bitch, actually. It was a regular cab, long bed, green and tan, leather interior lariat with a yellow Fisher plow on the front of it. I've got pictures of it online on my Facebook. Hmm. But it was a 250. And I oh, fi- it was like that early 2000s. It was a switchover. They did the, I know, but what I'm thinking of is the old like fish nose that they had. It, they had like a, a light duty and a heavy duty 250. It was weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was weird. It was it was supposed to be like the square nose. Yeah. But they were transitioning away from that that body style. So mm-hmm. they yeah. they put all the 250 running gear with the 150 body on it and badge it 250 for like a year and a half. Yeah. And, and I ended up with one of the trucks. I bought it used. Um, it was in the Home Depot parking lot in Annapolis, the big Home Depot, and I paid ten grand for it. Off of Forest? Off of uh, four fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah the big one. Home Depot, not the little one. You know the one off Forest Drive? They only put that there to try to keep Lowe's out of Annapolis? It's <laughs> the only reason they put it there. That's that used, funny. That used to be Heckinger's. You remember Heckinger's? Never been. Yeah. Heck, well, you were probably not alive. Probably not. So anyway, um, I bought that 250 and I paid $425 a month to my stepdad because my father wouldn't even co-sign for a loan for me because <laughs> he's just that way. He's a hard ass. Um, my stepfather, Lee. Thanks, Lee, if you're listening. Um, he He got the loan for me came with the plow plus the insurance it was 425 a month and i never missed a payment paid that truck off and however long it took me to pay it off a couple years i think it was like three four years um again not very shiny not very pretty not at all what i wanted i mean kyle listen look at my eyeballs i fucking did not want that truck but i had to do something to grow my landscaping business so d50 ain't doing much no the d50 was not getting it done um and before that but in between those vehicles i was walking a push mower up and down the road i live on yeah i almost said the road i live on don't do that <laughs> um so it after i got rid of the push mower i had borrowed my father's we called it the scotty it was a it was a scott's orange i don't know what it was 48 inch sit down mower yeah and i was driving that up the street was it That's, a tractor or was it, it was a steering wheel <laughs> a steering wheel so we called it scotty and um that was kind of like the the bridge between the the d50 and the green truck is what we called it and then after that again see i'm very good with this my stepfather's like your business is growing we need to get you another truck and we need to put a dump insert into it and i'm like lee no 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 i don't want it no i don't want it and one day he's like get in the truck we're gonna go up to Pulaski highway so Pulaski highway and found this 96 f350 73 turbo diesel crew cab heavy duty f-350 with the big mirrors like the metal poles that stick oh, yeah, out yeah, yeah. not the little mirrors like full i'm talking about ma- the massive mirrors um came with a, a western snow plow like a mini semi mirror seriously yeah. for for real it was they were huge i, I love those there you could hang off of them they were crazy but um me maybe yeah you maybe not me um but it came with a western snow plow and we test drove it It had a massive exhaust leak. it was like it was terrible so the guy fixed it and then Lee just was like, we're buying it. I'm like, dude, I don't want it. Because I understand Chinese Syndrome. Yeah. Because I come from zero. Like, when I say zero, I mean nothing. So I was just trying to do with what I had. And I would rather earn the money. Like, I was telling about that other kid saving $30,000 on that, you know, brand new black 
Super Duty, take the money, put it in marketing. That's what I'd rather have done with the money instead of buying this red F three fifty. Because there's a there's that compound interest return essentially is like mm-hmm. over time is going to make you more money versus buying the truck. And that's where I didn't see it is I didn't see the long term out of it. I just saw, oh cool, this will help me in work. And that's that's all my brain was into was doing the work versus mm-hmm. seeing that long term and going, Oh shit, if I did this mm-hmm. with the money for marketing and then did this with the money for a truck, I could have I could have split that right down the middle and said thirty for a truck, thirty for marketing. I would have made tons more money. Tri- triple the money. So yeah. that's what I was all about. I was all about that growing up because I understood it for some reason. I don't know why, but I figured it out. So we got this truck, and then he's like, I want to put a dump insert into it. And I'm like, stop it. Stop spending money because he, he had uh, – I didn't give him control of the money, but he had like I, – I had given him a little bit of say. And you like, gave him a, a point of authority. He, what he had said was he really wanted to be a partner with me in this. Mm. And I was like, I don't want a partner. I don't want a partner. I don't want a partner because my dad had a partner, and um, it went bad fast, really, really bad, really, really fast. Yeah. So I'm not a partner person. Um at all like i don't like partners think it's a bad idea um sometimes it can be good but man it's tough it, it seems to always go you sour. have to find the right person and you have to be able to you have to know their true moral compass right you do and it's tough to find those people yeah so anyway got this so we have the green truck or we have, we have the blue dodge we have my mustang that i was restoring we have the green truck f-250 at a red f-350 excuse me and um we get this dump insert, and I'm like, stop. It was $2,800. I was like, stop spending money. Now, back then, that was a lot of money. Now, that's like super cheap for a yeah, dump insert. Yeah, that'd been nice. Um, one of the best $2,800 we ever spent. I mean, just blew my mind how amazing it was. But I had to really hunker down. I'm like, okay, now I have this red truck payment. I have this green truck payment. Debt is just, oh, I have the payment on the, the dump insert. Now I've got like all this debt that's like weighing me down. I don't like that. I want to take all that extra money and put it into advertising and grow mm-hmm. and grow and grow. And I'd rather I'd rather get the the job first, then go buy the shiny thing. Not go buy a ten dollar freaking snowplow, giant food, and then go buy a brand new truck and then shovel fifty dollars of the snow or something. Like, how stupid can you be? Yeah, that is stupid. So here I'm gonna jump forward a little bit here. So here's where I go wrong. I'm driving through a Chick Fil A drive-through one day. This was only a few years ago. This is after the sale of my landscape company, and there's this this person that I know that's working there and I have no interest in them. They're they're just a person I know from high school. And I think to myself, oh God, this is dumb. I hate even admitting I thought this. But I go through there and I was like, man, I wish my truck was jacked up and I had the rims on it I wanted right now. I'd look so much cooler. What what freaking idiot says that to themselves? Yeah. Like your your ego is so big that you're thinking that? Like you're a fool. What the hell did they even care? What do you even care about them? Well, it's funny because, like, you you say that to yourself in the moment of, like, oh, man, I wish if only. Like, that'd be cool. But at the same time, you pull away from it, and you're like, did I really just think that? See, but it took me it took me weeks to figure that out. Why was I having this thought? Yeah. Right? And then I had to get, like, kind of out of the box, and I'd look back at myself and go, what is it you truly are trying to do here? Like, how big is your fucking ego, dude? Like, your truck does not define who you are. That truck that you have right now, Kyle, that Ram you have, a couple years from now, it'd be gone. Yeah. It's just a throwaway piece of, it's a, look, listen, that's my Yeti. This Yeti will go in the trash in the next couple of years. Why am I, why am I putting so much of my own personal identity into some materialistic thing? Unless your dad gets a hold of it sooner. He, just, he dropped it again the other day. I was like, Pouch! um, man, every, like literally every dent in this thing's from him dropping it. I'm like, why? Anyway, um, 
it's massive that you you stop and think about what you're doing and, and the long-term ramifications of this shiny syndrome that we all struggle with because you know we're all being advertised a million different things on instagram and facebook and everywhere you turn you're being sold something yeah and like i just cleaned up my basement um over the last couple of weeks i've been just cleaning up just I like yeah, doing to, a little here a little there yeah i like to keep things clean around my place and i was going through the basement and I'm, I'm picking stuff up and throwing stuff away that i haven't used in forever what kills what will make me cry is throwing away all my kids toys and yeah old plates and and it it takes me back to a point where it's like I work so hard not only to buy this stuff even though it's not that expensive you know a couple of years ago here at Dawson like I was struggling really bad and at the time my kids were very young and I was just like barely hanging on barely hanging on and now I'm sitting here throwing these like in the back of my truck right now there's three plates in the back of my truck I can't bring myself to throw away I just can't do it. But I'm sitting there throwing away all this other stuff, and I'm like, I remember buying that. I remember her buying that. I remember him buying that. I remember I bought this. It's I'm just throwing money away. I had it for a period of time, and I threw it away. Yeah. And so everything is, nothing is yours. I mean, trash bags, you buy them to throw them away. You do, literally. Like, I have a phone in my, from cleaning up, I have a, a phone, a BlackBerry in my truck right now. I'm trying to pull photos off of it. Um, I bought it for a few hundred bucks. I used it. It's trash now. It's just gone, mm-hmm. and and it's very, um, it's very eye opening when you start seeing life that way. Of like everything around you isn't yours; it's just your time. Yeah. It's kind of Kenny Chesney has a song that says, "You don't lose your lover, you just lose your turn." Right? You get another lover. Yeah, it's kind of how it works. So, like this brand new F four fifty I have right now, my my wife was giving me a lot of crap about it the other day, and I'm like, "Listen, I didn't want it. I was completely content with the truck I had, wasn't I? You were. Tell everybody. Yeah, you." I mean, you loved that. I mean, I'm not going to say you loved it like it was something that defined you, but it was definitely one of your, it was one of your, I'm going to say prized possessions in a sure. term saying that you really did like it. No, I loved it. And, it. and my point to it was, it's not that I loved it. It was, I was content. Yeah. It was, it was a great truck. I love the vents in it. I love the computer screen. I love the way the dash was shaped. I love the steering wheel. The seats were brown. It, the truck wasn't damaged hardly at all. It, it uh, Dude, I would have kept that truck. If it would have blown up here in Maryland and not out in the middle BFE West Virginia I would have fixed it and kept on going I guarantee you I would have you probably would have had it done faster than it's still sitting there broken it hasn't moved that's fine hasn't moved so my point to all this is I'll go up and buy it you should I'm driving this 450 right now I'll be honest with you dude I'm having a very hard time with it it's the best truck Ford makes yeah period and I I drive it around and I'm like I I don't deserve this I don't I I don't need it I literally I told um who was I talking to I was talking to Jamie one of our engineers and I'm like I, he's like oh so you got your truck back blah 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 I'm like yeah and he's like do you really need that and I'm like no I I don't I don't need it um it, it's it's so big and so shiny and so amazing and so unbelievable and and nobody that i know owns a truck that nice yeah nobody and and now of course there are people out there that do and i'm not saying i'm the only one that's not what i'm getting to my point to it is is that it's not necessary it's really not now do i think i deserve to have nicer things in life yeah i think i do i think i've earned it yeah to a point like i'm not driving around in a bugatti right now i'd like to get to that point but the point is get it right yeah my conexec that's right um i would pick a conexec over bugatti um 
but my point Honestly, to it is same. this whole thing, this whole conversation is about the whole shiny syndrome. And um, yes, it's nice, but like it's not doing me any good. All that truck's doing right now is drawing from me. Yeah, the biggest thing is to see. You need to see long term versus short term. Shiny, shiny syndrome covers your short term versus your long term. So you're going, oh, this will this will do what I need it to right now. Yes. Like if you're in a pinch, that this will do what you. Wow, I can hear that. You can hear that. That's funny. Let, let, I want to segue this into what I really, really want to talk about. Yeah. Well, that's where I was trying to go. Is like let's let's find a way to if you have shiny syndrome, you want to buy. Something, we all do. Fine. Wow, I heard that too. Did you hear that? Was that me or you? That was me. That Holy was my throat how? It gurgled. Um, the, the here's the, here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. I was talking to a good friend of both of ours, and he's like, "Dude, I want you to do this. Um, I want you to do a podcast on this. I listen to your stuff. I love it. Blah blah blah." Here's the deal. The I'm gonna give you an example that I fought off for a long Look at time. The example that he um... well, this is my example. Okay, I am <laughs> living proof of this. So when I sold my landscape company in 2017, the gift that I wanted to give myself was I wanted a um, a um, Can-Am side-by-side, turbo, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So before COVID, they were like 30 grand or something yeah. new, new. I don't know what they are now. They probably are more, probably like 40 now. I'll look it up just for fun. Yeah, have at it. So I wanted like the badass Turbo R two-seater. I wanted a four-seater, but four-seater is too big. Two-seater would have been better. Um, so anyway... I was going to get one, and I was going to move my family to Utah, and I was going to live in the mountains and run Dawson Manufacturing from there. Is what I was going to do. And I had decided, I said, man, I want one, I want one, I want one, I want one, I want one. And then as I'm watching Dawson Manufacturing sucking me dry as I'm trying to grow it and start it and listen to me. Get it off the ground. Dude, starting this company, this is not starting a landscape company. This is a monster. Yeah. It's a motherfucker to build. Period. Be, okay, here's the thing. Okay, if you could lay it out for somebody to an extent, would you be able to do a podcast on really how you grew Dawson and what it really did to you? It would be a five-hour podcast. Let's break it into it, five hours. At least we could do it. Or I, I could podcast. I could do it, but everybody had to be very patient with me and understand that there's so much to what I did. It is... I'm not afraid to tell people my secrets now because yeah. what I've realized is I don't believe there's many people in this world that are willing to give up what I gave up. Well, now we're going to come back to the Elon thing. Elon Musk, when he's like building the companies or trying to get them going and he sees the problems in them, mm -hmm. he literally stays in the facilities until he can figure out what needs to be fixed to get it right. Mm -hmm. And he sacrificed or sacrificed multiple relationships. Mm -hmm. He sacrificed a lot of time with his kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the <sighs> dude, the first year of my daughter's life, I never even saw her. Yeah, and that's something that there's a lot of people. Everybody gets work-life balance, work-life balance, work-life balance. It's not possible. If you're trying to grow something like this, you're you're not going to have that for a period of time. It's not. It's not and, possible. And that's why they say entrepreneurship. You have to be willing to take on sacrifice. You will, you will lose more times than you'll win. Yeah, you will. It, it is a lose. It's a losing proposition, and it won't. You won't win unless you finish it, mm -hmm. see it through. I should say, finish is not the right word. Seeing it through is the, is the correct because you're never you're finished when you sell it. Yeah, that's when you finish. So, I sold my landscape company, and I said I'm going to buy. 
I'm going to buy a side-by-side Can-Am, and I'm going to ship it to Utah to my 35. new... 35. 35 now, right? So uh, this is what I'm going to do. And so I ultimately didn't do it, and, and my friend, uh, his name's Lal, really good dude. Uh, he's out hunting today. Oh, I'm sorry. If you want the Maverick RX RS with smart shocks, that's 45. Yeah, that was. What I'm I was sorry, I was a little, See? a little off on but that. But I, I was pretty close by figuring it was 10 grand more. Um, but he said, "Dude, you got to do a podcast on this money thing." And I'm like, "Okay, here we go. This is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna focus on the landscapers, but this can be, this can, this can go for anybody at any time, anything, anywhere." You're making a major, major mistake when you purchase things based upon the fact and how you think people are going to perceive you. I'll give you a great, for instance, because most of us lie to ourselves about this. We have an employee here. He's young, nice kid, love him to death. That's why I employ him. But we're going to lunch the other day, and uh, he should have bought me lunch as many times as I bought him lunch, little peckerhead. <laughs> I try to get in front of you for lunch, and you sometimes boot me out of the I way. I do. I'm not talking about Kyle here. I'm talking. You about actually else. did restrain me one time, or you had I'm Sam restrain me to take care of my light work to pay for my <laughs> meal. It was on my birthday. That's what it was. Yeah, Kyle's really good with that. You, you definitely are. But um, he and I go out, and he's like, "You know what? For my truck, I want I want these new headlights for like fifteen hundred dollars. Um, they look so cool." And I was like, "Dude, stop, 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 stop. Why do you want these lights?" And he goes, "Because they look cool." And I'm like. Do they look cool for you, or do they look? Do you look cool with them in your truck? And so everyone that sees you perceives you a certain way. And he's like, "Fuck, I never thought of it that way." And I went, "Exactly. If you put lights in your truck and you could see better at night, good. That's good. That's for you." That was actually after him talking to me because he he wanted to show me because he he already got them but he had showed me and he was like hey like the one main reason i got these is like i can't see at night when i drive that's fine but you can you can you can slay that dragon with a lot cheaper option well yeah you throw in new leds yeah just put leds in the thing from freaking amazon for 80 bucks Mm -hmm. i just did it to my uh my shelby the other day i need to do it to mine revolutionized my my super snake went from yellow lights to white lights it was quite nice um, it's probably pretty. It's way prettier. It's it's great. Actually, I took my bumper off. The whole Ooh. front of my car is torn off. Weird. I, I know. It's. I'll I'll send you a picture tonight. But um, I said to him, I said, you know what the most important thing that you probably should upgrade in your car is? Did I tell you the story? Mm-mm. What do you think it is? And, and of course, this is my opinion. But after I say it, you're probably gonna agree with me. Okay. To me, that's hard to say because a lot of vehicles, some have it, some don't. It depends. Don't worry about the vehicle. Worry about you. Okay, so for me, as is, my mine would be auto start. Okay. Just having the truck to be able to start in the morning so he's – because diesels, you need to allow them the time to warm up. I love it. So you let them get to operational temperature. My problem is, especially when I go to take Maylin to my parents' house in the morning, mm-hmm. her and I have to sit in there. I have to sit in there. Chloe has to get Maylin ready. I'm not able to be a part of getting her ready in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just – it's that time of just sitting there waiting for it to – run because well we're in an area that it's not quite safe to just let it run love that that you're dead nuts on the money that's for you for your family no one else yeah that's perfect what i'm kind of getting to is something that we touch non-stop in a car uh steering wheel audio steering system wheel. okay steering wheels you're always touching the steering wheel so my opinion is is that the steering wheel is the most important part of the car period you touch it the most like you don't touch you don't touch the stereo all the time. Yeah, it's playing, but you can you can go from A to B without it. But I said I've never seen in a car an upgraded steering wheel. Oh yeah, they're all over the place. 
upgrade it. Oh yeah, you can get them. You can look them up all over the place. You can get them. Now I'm not saying I'm not saying you should upgrade your steering wheel. I'm, my point to it is that you're touching it the most of anything. Yeah. So it should be nice. It should feel good. It should be comfortable. That or your driver's like if you don't have a seat that's comfortable but yes. you like the vehicle. Yes. Changing out the seat. I mean, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. So so I'm not saying everybody should go out there and change your steering wheel seats. That's not what I'm saying. My point of it is that you're you're touching the seat and you're touching the steering wheel nonstop. You're, you're customizing it for yourself. And that's for you, not right. for others. Right, right, right. So stop worrying about everybody else. Stop going. Oh, I'm gonna put these lights in. Um, something else that I gave, for instance, to this young man here was tinting your windows. I think tinting your windows is a great idea because it's it keeps the car cooler. It's it's safer, meaning when, when people are in a parking lot, they're not like just looking into your car and seeing all yeah. your stuff. Um, and it, there's not as much glare in your eyes when you're driving. That's a perfectly sound thing, I believe, to put your money towards mm-hmm. that, that will um, – It's you're not worried about everybody else and what you look like. Yeah. Right? Um, it, it's, it's 100% – based on you now if there's an upgrade you could do to a vehicle to make it worth more like my my um r8 my audi doing the twin turbo kits going to make it more valuable adding all yeah. the adding all the carbon fiber to it is going to make it more valuable i'm not doing it to get more looks it's only an aesthetic uh raise of value right bring the value up on the vehicle so when i do go to sell it i'll get more it's more attracted more more people will be attracted to it since it has the damaged title right um, just being totally transparent, it has a, uh, a salvage title currently. I'm getting a repair title once I get it Maryland State inspected and blah, blah, blah. I've done this before, so it's it's okay. But it does lower the value of the vehicle. I yeah. know that. So how do I counteract that? Well, I add the foofy carbon fiber here and carbon fiber there and clean and new paint and, and, and basically just go, okay, it may not be a clean title, but the car itself, the entity is is correct and there's a, a higher value there. Yeah all the work that's put into it have you ever heard the story where um a father gifts his daughter a vehicle and he tells her to go to um a dealership and get it appraised Mm-mm. so father buys a car for his daughter and just say it's just you know it's an older car but it it's you know i'm trying to think of something that's retains fairly decent value toyotas that is expensive in actuality for car collectors oh so, so the reason the reason I'm going down this route is because you you went to a dealership Shelby. and the person goes, okay, this vehicle isn't worth quite as much. We'll offer you you know five thousand dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, go to a pawn shop. They'll give you a thousand dollars for it because it's not worth that much. But if you go to a car collector club, they're going to give you you know a hundred thousand dollars for the car because there is a specific value as to where you go. So you need to be able to find your value for either the product that you have or yourself. Mm-hmm. Within the correct market, mm-hmm. you know, and that was, I just thought it was a kind of a cool story because there's one that's like that, or, and then there's another one where um, a father gifts the son a watch, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. Is you can go to three different places and get three totally different numbers, but because of a certain area having so much value because it's a one-off watch or a one-off car because of X Y Z on the VIN number, mm-hmm. then that exponentially increases the value to a certain demographic. Well, it's supply and demand, right? Yeah. So if you have the supply and you're in an area where there's demand, you can demand more. Exactly. So I could take a Rolex, I could take a Rolex shop and put it in the middle of West Virginia. It'll never survive. Yeah, but you put it in Beverly Hills, California and you'll and make all the money. Same watch, different location, I could probably make three times the amount of money. Mm-hmm. Not not just in volume of sales, but in each item I could multiply times three a watch in west virginia would sell for twenty thousand i can go to i can go to beverly hills and sell for 50 or sixty thousand just because of where you are because your clientele base exactly so getting back to the shiny syndrome in this this utv so okay here here's the deal 
you can buy a mulch mate today for 35,000 bucks. Okay, brand new. UTV you can buy for 35,000 bucks right now, brand new. But I bet you if we polled everybody in the entire market in the landscaping industry, I bet you the majority of them would buy a side-by-side before they bought a mulch mate. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Because it's got wheels. It's fun. It's got a steering wheel. You can race it around. It, it tingles that dopamine in you and, and that, that shiny syndrome in everybody, and, and it's hard to fight that off. It's very short-sighted. If you bought a mulch mate, same price, same term, same everything, right? Same amount per month. You can take that unit, go out there, bust out a bunch of jobs, make a bunch of money, probably make, I don't know, you could, with a mulch mate, on average, I see people make about $120,000 out of that $35,000 investment in the first year. Yeah. Easily. So if you go do that, pay the mulch mate off, you're left with what? 90, 85, right? Quick math, 85 grand. You can go out and buy two and a half of those UTVs at that point. All you have to do is buy a mulch mate, put it to work. And that's in the first year. And that's just in the first year. That'll just continue to come and come and come over and over and over as you grow. Or multiply it and then find your efficiencies and make that 125 a year to, uh, 180. 150, 175. Yeah, it will. It you absolutely know. will. It'll continually give back to you over and over. And then if you go two or three years down the road, now you've got however many hundreds of thousands of dollars extra that you've made because instead of going after the shiny shit like a child, you went after what a man goes after or a business person goes after. They take the money, they put it to work for them, it compounds. Then they're able to then go and buy even better, nicer stuff down the road because. You invested in the proper thing. Yeah, and that's something that I've I've learned to understand more of lately. And this kind of goes also back to our consumption versus learning um, and being able to apply. Everybody goes, oh, well, that person was an overnight success. But did you see the 10 years before to see what they did in order to get here? I'm telling you. That's the thing. And I wrote that down because it's something that I really want to touch on. Is like you and I were talking about Alex Hormozzi the other day. Mm-hmm. You were like, dude, he kind of just popped up out of nowhere. I don't really trust him. And then you went through his credentials, and you're like, okay, I'm sorry. I might have misjudged him. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of goes – and it's, I'm not saying just him specifically. I'm just saying for most people in general, it's like everybody goes, you know, well, it must be nice to have that much money. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey went through, you know, or, or almost went through bankruptcy or something. I can't remember the exact story, so I – I apologize if I'm wrong. Ten, ten, but, I guarantee you 10 out of 10 very successful people went through bankruptcy at some point or yeah, almost. But the cool thing is, is you look at it now and he's damn near worth $600 million. He makes $300 million a year just off of his like little mastermind Facebook group. Yeah. What? Like, why can't I do that? I got to figure that one out. We'll get there. <laughs> we will. Takes time. Jesus. He's got 30 years on you, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe your dad needs to do it. Yeah, right now. No, it's it's just you need to have the right team around you and, and the right mindset. What's well, your team, your mindset? It's the ability to get a crowd, understanding the people. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing that I've kind of con- been considering lately is finding a way to use my social media in order to direct traffic to MulchMate. Is just figuring the one thing that we were talking about doing, and I don't know if it's something that it will either start on my page or if I start it on the Multimate page, but doing that, what would the laser do? 
you know, getting just little things, knickknacks that are, you know, five bucks here, just here and there, just hitting it with the laser to see what it does and then mm-hmm. posting it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's something that people like to see and it's somewhere where we can get traction and people go, oh my gosh, check out what they're doing over there at Dawson Manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Once a week, they blow something up with a laser. It's cool as shit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, like that would be something where maybe it helps us and maybe it's just something that's a dud. You never know. You don't know. That's the thing. But um, I want to just... You know, I honestly want to do a second podcast of this because I don't feel like we haven't driven it home hard enough. So these guys will go out and spend fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars on a fucking truck, mm-hmm. and they won't they won't spend it on the things that actually make them money. And then everybody's going, "Oh, the truck makes you money, dude!" You can go out and buy a thirty thousand dollar truck. What you should be doing is buying a wrecked truck from Copart for like fifteen grand, having somebody fix it for eight or nine grand. You got twenty, twenty five grand into it. Go put it to work and run that bitch into the ground, because that one truck could probably make you two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars. So what's to be said though, if you were to buy the truck for the fifteen, you put eight or nine into it, you still have that thirty thousand dollar investment in the truck mm-hmm. versus buying one that has thirty thousand. You don't have to put that much time into it. You could pretty much turn and go. It, de- it just depends. Be- but today, dude, you can't yeah. get it. What's a used? What's a twenty twenty one? Because that now that's like almost three years now. Twenty twenty one F. 250 gas or go for couldn't tell you because i haven't looked uh, yeah we'll have to yeah, get you you bring up your your rolodex so let's do this let's end this podcast here and i want everybody to join us for the next podcast and we'll tell you all these numbers here in just a little bit on the next on the next episode i like it all right guys it's been a wonderful chat with you we're going to put some numbers together here for you we want you to join us in the next podcast on this deal part two and uh i will get you some numbers here in just a second and it's going to be awesome so tune in We'll catch you on the next one. If you have any questions, reach out at hey at mulchmateusa.com, H-E-Y. I'm sorry, not hey, mulchmate. What the hell did I just say? Hey, hey fastlane. Fast there you go. At gmail.com. Harder. I just so used to saying mulchmate, but that's because that's what we do. Mulchmate. Mulchmate. Anyway, guys, have a good day, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you on the next one. Bye.